Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8th, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building. And how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international bestselling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become mentally stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder. There are certain places in the world where people living there feel as though they have found a safe haven in a world of death and destruction. On November 7th, 2018, a mass shooting happened at a place in California known as one of the nation's safest cities. A shooting that took the lives of 13 citizens who were out having a good time when a man walked into a bar and opened fire. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On November 7, 2018, at around 11.18 p.m., the Borderline Bar and Grill was packed with about 260 people dancing, mingling, watching the Lakers game, playing pool, or working behind the bar. It was college country night, and students packed the crowded room looking to have a good time. Situated in Thousand Oaks, California, described as one of the nation's safest cities, 
Everyone inside was enjoying themselves without a care in the world when suddenly a man dressed in a black trench coat and glasses walked inside and immediately shot the security guard. What happened next was chaos. Initially suspecting that the sound was fireworks rather than a gun in their safe city, the patrons inside looked around confused while they kept dancing. Within seconds, though, the gunman used his Glock 45 to shoot someone at the register and everyone else inside hit the ground and crawled to a nearby hiding place. As the shooter fired off shot after shot, setting off smoke bombs in the interim, people clamored over each other, some grabbing bar stools in an attempt to break some of the windows open, and as most hid under the pool tables or ducked into the corners, the ones who did manage to escape could hear the deafening sound of gunfire ring out in the building behind them. By the time the gun went silent, 20 minutes had passed, 61 rounds were fired, 16 were injured during the rush to safety, and 13 had lost their lives. 12 of the bodies inside, 9 men and 3 women, were patrons of the bar and all suffered from multiple gunshots, with one having stab wounds in his neck in addition to the shots. 10 died inside of the bar, 1 outside, 7 were college students, and 1 was a recent graduate. One of the victims was a 33-year-old Marine Corps veteran, and one was a 27-year-old Navy veteran, who managed to survive the 2007 Las Vegas Music Festival shooting, only to die in Thousand Oaks. In addition to the patrons, the 48-year-old security guard lost his life, as well as Sheriff Sergeant Ron Hewless, who had responded to the shooting along with two other officers. He was shot after the gunman monitored their movement on the bar's nine security cameras. When police finally came to the rescue of those still inside of the bar, terrified patrons hidden all around the building frantically asked the officers to confirm they weren't the gunman, while parents waited outside with bated breath for their children to exit with their lives. Also amongst the dead was the 28-year-old perpetrator who died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. His name? Ian David Long, a veteran of the U.S. Marine Corps. Ian Long was the resident of nearby Newbury Park, who had served with the Marines from August 2008 to March of 2013. Stationed in Afghanistan for almost a year before being discharged and attending the California State University as an athletic training major from 2013 to 2016. He left before graduating. He was living with his mom at the time of the shooting and was considered by some as a regular at the Borderline Bar and Grill. In 2017, local police and a mental health crisis team visited Ian for his irrational behavior, but in the end, decided not to detain him at a psychiatric facility. Prior to his service in the military, a high school teacher raised claims that Ian had physically assaulted her while he was a student, but was encouraged not to pursue any actions that might endanger his future with the Marines. Despite mental health specialists feeling as though he may be suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder, the decorated veteran did not seem to raise enough red flags to warrant a temporary detention. Seven months after the officers came to his home and chose not to commit him, Ian walked into his favorite bar with his legally purchased 45 Glock 21 semi-automatic pistol in his hand. At 11.24 p.m., just minutes before the authorities entered the bar, Ian Long posted on social media, It's too bad I won't get to see all the illogical and pathetic reasons people will put in my mouth as to why I did it. Fact is, I had no reason to do it, and I just thought, 
life is boring, so why not? This was just one of several posts, and Ian even took the time to answer a phone call made by the mother of an escaped patron during his rampage. When former friends of the attacker came forward, they were all shocked by his words and his actions, claiming it did not sound like the man they knew and had once called a friend. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on November 8th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.